guys. Hey, guys. Hey, bear. Oh, there we go. Welcome to this week's episode. You didn't episode. even wait for James. You just wanted to cut him out of the show. He paused. He paused for a long time. <laughs> made me uncomfortable. I don't. I didn't need to feel that dead silence. Oh, okay. But anyways. um, It's called a pregnant pause. Pregnant pause? Yeah, it's like an overlong pause. I've heard. Usually I know what a pregnant pause is. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. This, <laughs> it's, all right, you guys. Welcome to this week's episode of the 13th Floor. I am Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. And we're here to talk about how do pauses get pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> well, when two pauses love one another. Mm-hmm. Um, No. Today, what are we talking about, Alex? Havana Syndrome. Havana Syndrome. And this topic was submitted to us by our blessed Patreon subscriber, Kate. Kate, thank you so much for sending this topic in and giving me hypochondria again. It's been great. <laughs> it's been great. But yeah, it's... it's Havana Syndrome is something that I've like seen in the news like just in passing, but I never really looked into until before we started researching for this. Mm-hmm. So... Anyways, how you guys been? I'm good. How are you? Fabulous. I can't complain. I'm hungry. That's all. I like. I'm just mm. perpetually hungry right now. Yeah, I'm mm. hungry again too. Now you mentioned it. What are you gonna eat? Oh, I don't know. It's like it's like I need to stay away from the Halloween candy, mm-hmm. even though it's like just I, going away too slowly. I know. I will say I'm very proud of us because we've had we've been sitting on that Halloween candy for weeks. And there's still like an entire bag left. Mm-hmm. I would have never had that self control when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm convinced she just went and bought more candy and put it in there just to hide, I'm gonna hide the fact that she ate it. Take you in your shins. <laughs> no, James. James, what are you perpetually hungry for these days? Uh, I mean, I, I think I genuinely have an ice cream addiction at this point. Like it's you know concerning. What? <laughs> I sugar is one of the most addicting things possible. Yeah. It's true. You got to detox, James. You yeah. can do it. I believe in you, but do you want to? That's the thing. Eat yeah. fruit instead. <laughs> you know eat what? I apple. love fruit more than most people. Like, I could just sit and eat a whole cold cantaloupe, and it would be just as good as ice cream. But the only problem with that is just having a steady supply. You know, ice cream lasts a long time. Cantaloupes don't. Yeah. When, oh, when, man, when I really want a cantaloupe now. Ooh. Mm. When me and Cece were eating really healthy for a couple months there, when I, whenever I had a sugar craving, I would just grab a piece of fruit instead. Yeah, it's it's nature's candy. I love fruit too. But anyways, enough about fruit, you guys. Um, Here's my ice cream. What's your favorite fruit? No, just kidding. <laughs> I've got lots of them. No, it, yeah, and last week we talked about how you like to eat the fur off of kiwis. <laughs> so what is up with us talking about fruit so much right now? <laughs> no, I think it's time for some hearty hellos. You know, mm. because we've got lots of listeners all around the world, and we are so thankful to each and every one of you. But today, we're going to give a special shout out to everybody in Ukraine. Wow! Yes, hello What's to up, Ukraine. everybody in Ukraine. We also have listeners in Bolivia. Mm. So, howdy, howdy, hello. hello! And here in the United <laughs> States, Alex. Yeah. Pick a state. They're all listening right now. They're all listening. They're right all now? listening right now. Uh, wow, that's awesome. Um. Mm. Ooh, have we ever done New Mexico? I think Don't it's been have. a long time. New well, Mexico. hello, New Mexico. It's yeah. been a while. Hello, yeah. New Mexico. James, why don't you pick a state, too? Because you got 49 more to choose from. Okay, 49. Uh, have we ever done Wyoming? 
Ooh, no, I, no think, I don't think I don't so. Think so. Mm. Well, I'm sorry, we've neglected you, Wyoming. You're well, just as beautiful as all the rest. Of Wyoming states. doesn't normally listen. Oh well, so. you're almost as beautiful as the rest of the states, but you guys stepped your game up a little bit. They, yeah. they stepped their game up. They're listening now. So <laughs> hello to everyone in Wyoming, and I'm going to say hello to everybody in Delaware. So howdy, hello! Thank you guys so much yeah. for tuning in. Would like to extend a special thanks to New Mexico for chilaquiles. They're so good. Mm. Oh. Stop it, James. I'm starving. <laughs> we just talked about like, we were hungry. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, we this are. This is going to be the shortest episode of all time because we're all just starving each other yeah, by you, talking about food. Uh, Pretty soon you guys are going to hear some weird noises, and I apologize in advance. It's my stomach growling. You know, uh, where is Havana? Like, Cuba. Are you like, serious? Like, uh, well, no, I was going to say. I was going to say, I thought it was in Cuba, because whenever I hear Havana, I always think of Cuban sandwiches. Yes. Yeah, that's that's. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. You were... You were you were setting us up, okay? Sorry. Oh my! I got oh real my. worried. It was like, oh no. <laughs> no, I I was a little worried too. But Alex, you did it. You did it. I, first off, even if I didn't know where Havana actually was, why would you all disgrace somebody like that? <laughs> Just because they didn't know where Havana, a place that they've never been in their life, you legally can't go. No. Well, actually, you can. Hey, no. listeners who didn't know where Havana was, I, I apologize for on both of their behalf. <laughs> For how they just treated you. Well, Alex, I don't, I don't blame anybody else for not knowing. But you recent, you literally did an entire research topic on this, mm. so you have no excuse. He knows, though. He knows. Though. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's so mad at me right now, James. It's, His you know, eyes. It's the look- place Camila Cabello sang about. Who? Remember that song that everybody? You don't know who like, Camilla Cabello? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's actually scared me. Um, <laughs> it was it was like uh, the most annoying song of 2018. Oh, see, I don't listen to annoying songs, James. That's I'm so probably... off, I'm so off the radio. I don't ever listen to radio. Fun fact about me. Yeah, that's true. Alex I, never listens to radio. I don't listen to any popular music except for by chance. You know what else we don't do? And a lot of people ask us, have you seen this commercial? And we're just like, no, no. we don't watch TV with commercials either. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm talking to two hipsters right now. Like, no, I, feel like just... I feel like we should start reviewing IPAs at this point. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, my dad, he loves commercials. And yeah. So I'll always say, and, you see this one? Look at the, the yeah. you know, the acting in this commercial. So amazing. I'm just like, Dad, I have no idea what you're talking about. But it's nice because Gwen doesn't ask us for toys. Like she has no idea. So (laughs) it works. It works for us, James. Don't judge our lifestyle. And you know what I was just about to do before I was so rudely interrupted by Alex's Havana question. Um, I was going to thank all of our Patreon subscribers for supporting us and believing in us and listening to all the fun content that we get to create, like allowing us to, be able to create that really it's, it's great that we're able to just talk to them too like that's that's probably one of the most rewarding things about having a patreon is like the we, we get to just interact with people like every day or every other day it's really cool it's nice it's cool i just yeah. want to be like i wish that i could go out to dinner with every single one of yeah. our patreon subscribers because cool. you guys are the best i figured we would go so. out for ipas Oh, wow, James. You're so fancy. I only drink craft beer. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't really drink. No. No, you don't. You drink water. And tea. Alex has become a huge tea nut lately. We've already gone over that. We've already given the audio I gotta introduce Alex to Puerto, though. That's like the next step. 
what is Puerto? Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to have a Rico? whole new world open up to you very soon. He says you're not ready for it. Um, <laughs> James, I'm not sophisticated enough yet. Ooh, our lights are flickering. That was kind of creepy. I think it's because James brought up prayer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that now it's time for us to talk about an icebreaker. James, I know that I know that you're really tired right now, but no worries. We might lose power. Oh, we we'll see. Our power, our power's flickered several times. Mm. All right, but, uh, James. We'll uh, icebreakers. Okay, yeah. so I got to thinking. I, uh, what's your favorite syndrome? No, um, <laughs> I got to thinking though. Syndrome, kind of similar to a disorder. Oh, yeah. I just looked up what prayer was, and so we're going to interrupt you, James. Prayer. Oh gosh. Oh my P-U-E-R. gosh. P U E R. Yep. A mixture. As of dogs, dung, and water, formerly used by tanners for baiting hides and skins after liming. So there you go. James, I I'm upset that's with what, you right now. That's what James likes to drink. I people. can't tell if this Claire. is a joke or not. Where? He looked it up. <laughs> Where? <laughs> so it says P-U-E-R. Huh. Is that what you're talking about? James? How do you spell it? It's not, and that's not what my Google says at all. So, it's right, I'll send it. no, you're right. Merriam-Webster's wrong all the time, James. I really can't tell if you're messing with me right now. He's not. He's not, James. Okay. Well, what's yours say? It's okay. Puer is a variety of fermented tea traditionally produced in Yunnan Province. In the context of Chinese tea production, fermentation refers to microbial fermentation is typically applied after the leaves have sufficiently been dried and rolled. So, the second definition, the bait hides in a solution of fermented dog dung. I am not not, seeing this at all. You can text it to I did. I sent the link to you, James. We'll put the link in the description. I'm just kidding. We're not going to put the link in there. (laughs) Anyways, James is about to give us uh, an icebreaker. Okay, this is is Mandela effect. Like, we're literally, I'm recording in a dimension, and you're recording in a dimension. Because there is no, I'm literally looking up right now. There is nothing about this on my internet. I am legitimately, this is more interesting now than Havana Syndrome. Oh my God, what the heck? Alex has, has maybe that's why our lights were flickering, James. What if our our universes were diverging? I guess oh. so. I'm literally, I even looked up Puer tanning just to see nothing. Nothing like what you sent me, Alex. Wow. I am freaked out by this. Uh, is this a prank? <laughs> I still no. think this is a prank. Oh my god, that's weird. It's not a prank, okay. James. Well, again, I am not seeing anything about this. Oh my okay. god, James, I can't believe you didn't know what prayer was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm weirded out. Uh, well, I, I, I promise you, Alex, I'm not going to get you to drink uh, dog feces. Thank you. <laughs> and Thank you. I appreciate mixtures. that. Um, I'm not. I don't believe you. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Syndromes made me think of disorders, and on another podcast, uh, I was actually asked, uh, which we'll put a link in our description, uh, if about my OCD. And it got me thinking, like a lot of people have OCD to some degree or another. So do you guys have anything that you're OCD about? Oh my gosh, I've got so many things that I'm OCD about. But the two that I am most OCD about are double and triple checking our front door to make sure it's locked. Because every time I leave the house, I'm like, I didn't lock it. Let me go back and check. And then I check. And I'm like, okay, let me go back and check one more time make sure it's really locked. And then also checking to make sure that our stove is off. Even though it's like, I haven't cooked anything today. Let me just make sure before I go to bed that it's not been turned on. Maybe by wow. Gwen or something. 
So yeah, those are two things that just absolutely mortify me. And we had a, a moment recently where it's like, I could smell gas. I'm like, why do I smell gas in the kitchen? And then Alex realized, oh, the oh, burners no. just no turned a little bit. On. That yeah. happens. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, and it was on for probably, I was smelling gas for like a week, James. It wasn't that oh. long. It was, it was literally 24 hours. I, that's yeah. still longer than I thought. I thought it was going to, I thought this was going to be like a 15 minute thing. No, it's yeah, much you, longer. You guys, need a, you guys need to train uh, Louise to figure that stuff out because you guys don't have particularly sensitive noses. No, well, well I do. Noses. I can smell it. And Alex, I, but anyways, we've got a little gas detector. I, I saw I saw. This Louise is a Simpsons episode. Remember? <laughs> he tries to kill Selma because she doesn't have a sense of smell. Uh, I was going to raise No, I don't remember that. <laughs> That's awesome. Guess um, like, yeah. But no, I saw Louise trying to light some matches, but I didn't quite put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh, that's those are my answers. Wow. Alex? Yeah. I don't know if I quite have. I, I know. So it's weird, right? I don't quite have like a anything I'm quite like that about. But. But. The, I do have this like threshold for some reason about cleaning. Where there will be a certain point where I'm like, I have to drop everything right now and get all of this clean because it's <laughs> driving me nuts. Oh, I did just think of something. Oh yeah. If something is lost, it drives me nuts. Hmm. I cannot stand something being lost. I'm so going to go ahead. I, I think I've done like, this before, but I've outed you on this before, I think, but I'm going to go ahead and do it again. Alex, what? you have this weird fear of finishing a video game. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, like, it's true. I'll, yeah, I'll get to the end. I've never seen this in my life. Up till well, you. It, it's kind of funny. So I listen to a lot of podcasts like about video games and stuff like that. And it's actually, it's like, <laughs> it actually <laughs> and it actually is like something a lot of people do. Really? Yeah. It's actually a lot of people do it, especially with games that they really like. They just don't want it to be over. Wow. And the way that they I guess cope. Cope is that they don't finish it. That is so but, for uh, me, that's yeah. so peculiar. Huh. It's definitely a, a real issue. I, I think I've gotten better about it. Where if I get to the end, I'm just like, just finish it. Just finish it. You have gotten better. I will but, say that. But it's definitely still, yeah. See, I was opposite of you back when I did play games, which was very, very long time ago. But I would finish it, but I would have to get every single Oh, that's my problem, reward. too. Is, is I don't finish because I'm trying to do everything. And by the time I do everything, I've exhausted my interest in the game before I finish the story. Yeah, there's some games that definitely... That works. I, I I can count on one hand how many flipping uh, Ubisoft games I've finished. Yeah, I, I'm. I think I might be done with them mm. in general. Because you have oh, some man. opinions. Well, well as I as I mentioned on base. Tom Haley's all around the bluegrass, all around the bluegrass. Um, like for me, the biggest one is volume. Like uh, I cannot stand for the volume on on my car radio, on my computer, on my TV on my anything to be an odd number. I can't stand it. It's got to be uh, at least an even number or a multiple of five or even better, a multiple of 10. Like right now, my laptop's volume is 30. I know for a fact that the car radio volume is 25. And I know for a fact that my TV volume right now is 20. James, you're insane. I don't think, I, honestly, <laughs> when I was younger, I would do things like that. But I, now I go to what is the perfect sound for me. Yeah, I oh, never yeah, really had it, a problem right. with that. James, are you the type of person who, when you pump your gas, it has to be at a, a point zero zero? No, but now maybe I will be. 
I'd never oh, thought. Oh, I, I, I haven't done that to. to you. I try to do that every time because it's just fun. It's a fun little game. I, yeah, I, I usually just I fill it up till it goes kick, and then I'm like, okay, time to go. It's oh, see, I try to get it to that exact dollar mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One time yes. I was talking to a dude. I was filling my car up, and and this other dude and me was just talking, and he goes, "Whoa!" And I turn around, and uh, like the the sensor didn't kick off. So like while we're oh. talking, like the gas pump's just going. Wow. Yeah. Did it get everywhere? Yes. Did y'all uh, start pouring gas? I was a little high by the time I got home. Oh, that's that happened to me once before where the mm. sensor didn't stop and it just kept going. Yeah. It was back when I worked at the bakery. Mm. Anyways, okay. Enough about that, James. Mm. Talking about syndromes. You're making me like anxious. Like let's I feel delay like I our go topic check some my, more. my oven. <laughs> no, let's not delay our topic. Let's talk about what Caitlin wants us to talk about, and that is the Havana syndrome. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Let me get my notes. And two of my sources today, and I have more that are sprinkled throughout, but NBC News and the New York Times. I got a lot of information from both of them. But I am going to just start us off by giving a quick rundown of what Havana Syndrome is. And I'd heard about it again before Kate submitted this topic into the vase. But I... I for some reason, I thought it was around a lot longer than it's been around, but it's only really been around since 2016, so not for very long. And in late 2016, 21 American diplomats who were stationed in Havana, Cuba, started to report this odd illness that primarily involved like neurological symptoms. So they would have headaches and they would have brain fog, like they wouldn't be able to remember things. They might experience a vertigo or nosebleeds, feel nauseous. And it was kind of like these people had suffered concussion, but without ever having any head trauma, which is just really weird, really bizarre. And the oddest thing is that all of these, not all of them, I will say most of them, came after the people who experienced them said that they heard an awful ear-piercing high-pitched sound. So when this all of this first broke out and the diplomats reported it, they said that it happened at night. And after they heard the sound, they felt intense pressure in their face. And my one question when I read all of this was, was anyone else there affected or was it like local citizens? Because if you hear the noise and it's perpetual and it's loud and it's high pitched, I can't imagine that, you know, other people like local citizens nearby wouldn't have also heard it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if anybody else was affected, but some of the symptoms also have long term effects for some of these people, like debilitating migraines, which sounds absolutely awful. And I found an article that shared some firsthand experiences on NBC News. One of the affected people is a woman named Tina Onifer. She was a foreign service officer stationed in Cuba in 2017. But she says that she was in her kitchen washing her dishes one day when she was just struck with this immense pain in her head and eyes. And she said it literally had her like she couldn't move. It was so painful. She just like had to stand there. And two other people who are also speaking out about this to raise awareness. They're a married couple named Kate Husband and Doug Ferguson. And their experience was a little different than Onifer's. They say that they were, they heard that ear piercing sound and they claimed that it would happen at night several times a week for several weeks. So it was it's literally McGill Diaz Canal going ee in their ears. Well, I, I read somewhere <laughs> that there's a, uh, theory that it was caused by crickets. Yeah, like, more on that this. later. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. James is going to tell us about some some 
theories. But after being seen by doctors, husband said that her physician described what had happened to her as though she had aged 20 to 25 years all at once, Hmm. which is just, but Onifer actually said that she's decided to share her story. All three of them had to get clearance by the state department, by the way, in order to talk about this. Hmm. But Onifer said that she decided to share her story to quote, humanize this for America to help all of my fellow Americans understand that as much skepticism as still seems to surround this, it's very real. End quote. Because a lot of people don't really think that this is a real thing. Mm. So since then, reports of this syndrome have started to occur outside of Cuba, including in Vietnam. And that incident, that particular one, actually delayed Kamala Harris's visit to the country in August of this year. But after the first incidences in 2016 and 2017, the Trump administration ended up withdrawing most staff from the U.S. Embassy in Cuba and then sending about 15 Cuban diplomats back to Cuba from Washington. So there was a lot of like, what the heck is going on happening? Mm. And researchers have been trying to get to the bottom of what's causing it, which again, James will be talking a little bit about theories here in a little while, but a study published in the journal of American medical association, it Mm. looked into 21 cases of Havana syndrome that happened in 2018, I think. And the researchers said that they found signs of brain damage without any impacts of, or any signs of impact to the affected people's heads and they refer to the trauma as, quote, immaculate concussion. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of creepy. One one thing about Havana Syndrome, at least thus far, it is not deadly. I want a metal album called Immaculate Concussion. <laughs> I would never wish this upon anyone because brain damage is nothing to trifle with. But everyone who has had it is still alive right now. Um, but let's talk about treatment. Per MedicineNet.com. MRIs actually do show that the affected show some differences in the white matter of their brain versus those who have not had Havana syndrome. And at present, alternative medicine really appears to be the most effective treatment. And these include different types of therapy, like art therapy, meditation, breathing exercises. I know that James is all about meditation. My personal fave treatment, acupuncture. Ugh, I love it. But... There's supposedly a rehabilitation plan also with neurological exercises, but this treatment is still kind of being tested out. So it's not clear how effective, how effective it is just yet. Mm-hmm. But you guys, researchers still obviously trying to get, get to the bottom of what causes Havana syndrome because to date there have only been about 200 cases. But last month, Joe Biden actually signed the Havana act, which improves access to medical care for those affected by the disorder. Mm-hmm. Because, Oh my God. Like, when I stopped and thought about that, like, can you imagine having to fight with your health insurance provider to say, well, like, I have, I have Havana syndrome. Like I've been diagnosed with Havana syndrome. They're like, oh, well, Havana syndrome doesn't really exist. Or, you know, mm. just fighting with them. Like, oh, we don't really know anything about Havana syndrome. It's not covered under your particular plan. And then you're responsible for all of your treatments. Like I could see that, that being how it worked because American health insurance is just like, ugh. Mm. So. Anyways, you guys, that's a little bit about what Havana syndrome is. James, can you talk a little bit about some of the theories behind what might be causing it? Absolutely. So one thing right off the bat that I want to bring up is the possibility of it being deliberate versus the possibility of it being incidental. So I'm going to go over some things that are clearly deliberate and some that are clearly incidental. And first and foremost, the Cuban government's response to all these claims was, 
what? So, <laughs> and I, I do think it's important to, to point that out. So some people think it might've been microwaves, which is kind of remarkable. So, it, and I don't mean the way that we think of microwaves, which funny enough, we talked about last episode, the uh, discovery of them, but some people think that pulsed microwave radiation, that is to say RF slash MW radiation exposure can cause similar symptoms. So this idea that it, it could be caused by that is plausible. Uh, and, you know, the big symptom being, you know, nosebleeds and swelling of the brain, headaches, vision problems, things of that sort. Now, here's the problem with that. If 30 people, and that's approximately how many had, had been exposed to, it's pretty likely there have been be some much more severe issues than than that. That being said, we do know, and, and bear in mind, Vietnam is where a lot of people have experienced it. Guangzhou, China is where a lot of people experience it. And Cuba is where a lot of people have experienced it. That's why it's called Havana Syndrome. All of those countries are communist countries, and all of those countries have been sharing technology for like, I don't know, 60, 70 years. So and now you know. Yeah. Communism causes Havana syndrome. <laughs> That's the end of the well, episode, everybody. Well, it, it's important <laughs> to note that there was actually a microwave beam called the Moscow signal. And a lot of people think that it was this weird transmission that was a microwave transmission that was directed at the embassy of the U.S. in 1953 all the way to 1976. And it was, you know, in Moscow. So guess what that has in common with Havana? It's a capital of a communist country. So it does make sense in that respect that like, you know, it, it matches something that we've seen before. And I think that's always an important thing when you're diagnosing something is look at previous possible occurrences and any potential overlaps. And there's more than a few overlaps in this particular instance. Some people, uh, Peter Zimmerman in particular, said this is science fiction. This is crazy jibber jabber. Um, yeah. So, you know. I'm going to talk about some others, though. This is one that's more incidental, and that is, as CC mentioned, Anaurogryllus celerinictus, which sounds like a terrifying biological weapon, but it's actually the Indies short-tailed cricket. And the reason why is because a lot of these sufferers, if not all of them, have complained about specific sounds. And when they were asked to replicate the sounds that they were exposed to, it happens to match the repetition power spectrum pulse rate stability, and oscillations per second to the short-tailed cricket. So some people actually think that maybe these people just heard short-tailed crickets, maybe in like in the walls or something, and it just drove them nuts, like flipping uh, a telltale heart or something. Now, here's the problem with that. It's it's kind of the opposite is the problem with the, the radio and microwaves. Uh, the radio and microwaves, people look at the brain, they're like, well, it's not damaged enough. Well, you look at the brains of people who suffer from it. There are white matter density differences. So the brain does look different from somebody who's not been exposed to these things. Well, a cricket's not going to do that. A cricket's not going to cause that. And another possible uh, theory, mass hysteria and psychogenic origins, which is just a way of saying that it's flipping uh, psychosomatic pretty much. Well, again, their brains do visibly look somewhat different. There is an issue between the density of white matter in the brains of Havana syndrome sufferers versus the density of white matter in the brains of people who haven't suffered from it. So yep. it's pretty hard to imagine a scenario wherein mass hysteria would cause a physiological change that dramatic. 
It's not outlandish, but it's close to outlandish. You Another possibility. See Alex's face right now, James. Yeah, He's yeah, I figured. About. <laughs> oh yeah. So the University of Michigan actually thought, hey, you know what? Maybe it's uh, ultrasounds. Maybe it's literally like intermodulation distortion from a whole bunch of inaudible ultrasonic signals. I actually know a guy who's come up with a lot of sound-based weaponry. So maybe that's what the deal is. And currently, the jury's out on that. To me, that's actually the more plausible of all the ones I'm going to go over. I only have one more that I was going to go over, and that is a chemical agent. Maybe pesticides, maybe something more deliberate, maybe even something biological. You know, it's important to remember that Cuba is in the Caribbean, and it's kind of a big deal to deal with Zika virus and malaria. So maybe some of the organophosphates and pyrethroids that are used to control the mosquitoes are causing brain injury. Now, here's the problem with that. Why is it affecting diplomats and not like, you know, farmers who are going to be yeah. way more inclined to have that? So, yeah, when we look at all of these possible origins, it's pretty tough to to put your finger on one. But those are the ones that were the most plausible. And again, there's, there's no solid argument for any of them. My money is more on the uh, infrasonic... Uh, ultrasound type deal rather than anything else, but it, it's, it's a toughie. It's there's, there's a lot to think about with it because it's really bizarre. Just knowing who it affects yeah. is not affecting everybody, at least not, not that we know of. Yeah. So I don't Indian know. Alex, short tail crickets are cute by the way. I'll have to look them up, yeah. but Alex has some thoughts on the mass hysteria mm. aspect, James. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. So James, all those reasons you gave, what, oh, well, good, I guess, but whatever. This all mm. comes down to mass hysteria, people. <laughs> all right. Now, no, I'm like everyone else when it comes to hearing things like mass hysteria. It's, it's kind of hard to believe that people can be led into having conditions and medical issues because of, well, knowing that other people have it, Right. Hmm. Or that it's a possibility. However, we have talked about this on the podcast many times, and that's how a good chunk of the population is pretty susceptible to persuasion. Hmm. And to be honest, I personally think that people in general are kind of easily manipulated. So mass hysteria may not be that hard for me to believe. So a lot of this theory really does, like you you all have kind of mentioned, it kind of boils down to microwaves or a variety of other things. Even the fray effect, which is like this clicking, low, just barely audible clicking sound that can have an effect on somebody, which is actually possible, um, but just not in the way that this works. Mm-hmm. Um, the FBI, who I don't really trust, but <laughs> they had their behavioral analysis unit, and they said that they concluded, like you were saying, James, that the people were victims were experiencing a mass psychogenic illness. Mm-hmm. So, after several uh, 2018 attacks were reported, uh, according to Psychology Today, which is where I got a lot of my information, uh, in an article by Robert Bartholomew, PhD, evidence amounts that mass suggestion caused Havana Syndrome. Yes, I did say suggestion. (laughs) So... (laughs) um, So, according to the Psychology Today... The attack spreading isn't even surprising, given these symptoms are wide-ranging, vague, and common. The website says that warning diplomats and intelligence officers for an uh, anomalous, quote, anomalous health incidents. They warned them. So 
These incidents may not be uh, accompanied by strange sounds. So, yes, sometimes sound happens when these happen, but sometimes they don't. Kind of convenient that it just does whatever it wants to. Now, what's really fascinating about this is that in total, 2.9 million, million military personnel, civilian officials, and contractors were all given the psychological equivalent of putting them on WebMD for an hour. That is to say, they made them paranoid. Yeah, that's what how I many, to me. <laughs> how many times, yeah, exactly, how many times have we all been around someone sick or someone we found out was sick later and suddenly we just get a little hot? Maybe we feel a little fever coming on oh all of a sudden. Oh my gosh, it happens to me all the time. Wow. Isn't that weird how that works? Yeah. <laughs> so later, you know, we, we all feel sick ourselves. So surely a few out of these 2.9 million people will maybe use Havana Syndrome as an explanation for their illness. <laughs> now, the U.S. government effectively created a uh, what is essentially a global experiment with a nocebo effect. Yes, a nocebo. Nocebo. <laughs> Which, this is when a negative expect- expectation produces a negative symptom. Ah, gotcha. Just like what I talked about, where we you start to feel sick. Oh, I might have a little more phlegm in my throat than I thought. Ew. Um, or something, you know? That's what you so, when Alex's this- dad was here a couple weekends ago, and he was coughing, and then all of a sudden I was coughing, and I was like... Mm. I, I was definitely yeah. under the nocebo. Well, and, and when when everything was raging really hard last year, a lot of people thought they had fevers pretty often when they didn't. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. So this is the opposite of the placebo effect. Okay. Um, also, I mentioned you know the 2.9 million people were alerted to this. Well, the wording of the alert doesn't really help either. Um, they said, quote, Over the course of the last several years, and predominantly overseas, some Department of Defense personnel have reported a series of sudden and troubling sensory events such as sounds, pressure, or heat, concurrently or immediately preceding the sudden onset of symptoms such as headaches, pain, nausea, disequilibrium. Yeah, I can't imagine someone mistaking something pretty routine for any of that. (laughs) It's not. It's not my. It's not my body. It was Havana syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> so psychology today also points out another interesting factor that you all both mentioned. Um, so th- th- this this idea that Havana syndrome is causing brain damage. It's not true. Some of the patients had brain anomalies, sure, but that is not the same as brain damage. Apparently, even the anomalies were so small that you could actually chalk it up to being just the differences in an individual's brain Hmm. compared to somebody else. Interesting. Nothing more. Similar anomalies that had happened can also be results of stress. I'd be stressed. if you're being told that someone could hurt you at any moment with a sonic weapon (laughs) and send you to the hospital, Mm. and maybe you work for the government and the military and you're doing all these other things, maybe stress is a little high. (laughs) Maybe. So which, uh, you know, this could skyrocket some of these things. So another thing, apparently they did run a little bit of of an examination, I guess, and apparently 12 of these patients did have histories of concussions. And... 
the control group had zero and didn't have these things. So, Alex, Alex has made up his mind on <laughs> the Havana syndrome. I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sold on this. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm more swayed to your side than I was previously. That's for sure. Well, that's all I wanted. Just a little bit. Of- just a little bit of grace. Just a little bit. <laughs> I, uh, there's, it's just so bizarre. But yeah, no, I would definitely see people being swayed and terrified of that. Like, no, any moment you have a sonic weapon pointing at you when you walk outside that embassy and things are getting all sweaty and you're, mm-hmm. you're starting to itch a little bit. Maybe. I mean, that can be done now. Like, we actually have reached a point where people can be told things that nobody else can hear because of a very, very targeted sound frequencies, yeah, which it's is nuts. Whispering. It's nuts to think of that. Literally <laughs> like the government can simulate schizophrenia in people who don't have it. I don't like that, James. I don't like that one bit. Mm. Mm. Well, I don't know. Havana syndrome is a very odd thing. I don't Agreed. know. I, it was, it was interesting listening to the people who are supposedly affected by it. Um, who are affected by it, as they say. So it's like, do I believe these people or is it something that, you know, their mind is making up? They say, no, there's no way in heck this is something that my brain is just making up. And it could be possibly that their brain is not making it up. I mean, it's possible that it is, but it's also possible they just had something else happen and they go, Havana Syndrome. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I have no opinions on this at all. Yeah. But Alex does. Very strong opinions. (laughs) Signed, sealed, delivered. You got it. I gave you the answer, everybody. You run with it. Don't listen to these other fools (laughs) in this this podcast. Oh, man. I Mm. think that that's it for the Havana Syndrome episode. Is there anything that you guys want to add before we draw from the vines? Crickets didn't cause Havana Syndrome. Also, our music is brought to you by Grant Cook. You can find us music on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, anywhere you listen to music. Can I ask you, what did you say didn't cause Havana Syndrome? Crickets. Oh, for a second I thought you said Krampus, and I was like... Krampus also <laughs> did not do Okay, it. all right. Well, you guys... But I have less evidence about that one. There's the record. Alex, why don't you draw from some magical vase? And we're Once again, to, I'm dropping to the very bottom. We're returning to the regular vase for this week's episode. We're getting next, next week's episode. What oh, is it? Wow. Kind of a nice little pairing. Oh yeah, with uh, our last week's episode. This is scary technology, Ooh. and this was submitted to us by Logan and Alameda. I can't wait I to cover Super Alameda Soakers is. again. Is that Texas? Uh, I, I think so. I Logan, though, Logan, thank you so much for submitting that topic. Next week, we're talking about scary technology. Beep, We've beep, been beep. very science oriented lately. Beep, beep, beep. Well, you guys. Uh, that's that's what we're talking about, Alex. You already said who does our music, so and James is going to do his whole thing next week as the in the robot voice. Ooh, there's yeah, a, there's James. an Almeida in Portugal. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> 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 oh, so, um, before we leave, just a major thanks again to our Patreon subscribers. You guys rock our worlds. Until next week, you guys. We hope that you can. Keep it straight.